would be with another man. Born again, baptized in filth. Yeah. It's my mic on. Oh, yeah, it's on. You just gotta... Just gotta put it in your rack grill. Yeah. Like a rack of ribs. You just gotta put it in your grill. I don't eat ribs. What's wrong with you? I just don't eat ribs. <laughs> I'll eat a rib witch. But I don't eat the real thing. That's disgusting. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what meat that one. What do you think? Those rib witches... They used to serve them in the hospital, and I would eat them. And people are like, what meat is this? And I'm like, it's rib witch. <laughs> um, I but, think that that's the most appropriate answer. Yeah. Uh, but then I would also tell them that I thought it was made out of some sort of, like, giant, like, bug. <laughs> and it was just kind of like a big bug steak. And they didn't appreciate that. So, that's, uh, that's what's for lunch. That is what's for lunch. How long have you been awake right now? Uh, since 4.30 in the morning. Either I'm getting my ass busted each and every day. This is a nightmare. You you went in like super early yesterday too, right? I went in at a pretty early time. like a Not like a wake up before dark time, but... Oh, okay. But at a, a time that was too early and they sent me home and then they drew me back. The fact that like... They sent you home and then brought you back in. It's total bullshit. Well, I, I did get paid for like that time I was hanging out at home. So. Oh, okay. Well, it's less that's bullshit. Better. Yeah, I got paid to watch the end of Barber broadcast. So that's <laughs> Fair something. Enough. Yeah, uh, but it was a nightmare trying to get anything done. Uh, it's hot. It's sweaty. Yeah. And um, all the truck drivers are just very old men who should probably not be in the back of like a hundred degree truck in the summer yeah. <laughs> tossing packages. It affects the quality of their work. <laughs> Maybe you should be a truck driver. I don't want to be a truck driver. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I've heard, I've heard enough, you're the second person who suggested that to me in the past like week and a half. But I don't want to, my, all my friends to just be freeway killers. Well, uh, welcome to the raincoat report. This is boss here with Jeremy. Hello. Did any of what we said get saved? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Some of it, I That's think. Fine. Whatever is in there will be enough. Welcome to the Raincoat Report. Um, you like porn, so do I. And all that can be said is it's, uh, it's time to jack. That's that's what I've been told. Yeah, that's our new, uh, that's our new slogan intro as courtesy of uh, a random pervert. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. The uh, social media world is certainly is something. Yeah, you meet the strangest people who want to jack. They do want to jack, and I can understand that, although I don't tell people that very often. Yeah, you don't command anyone to jack. But right now, dear listener, if you are erect, even if you are not erect, it is time to jack. Yes. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about a highly erotic film called The Seduction of Lynn Carter. Yep, and it's time to jack. Yep, as you'll learn. <laughs> uh, when we say it's time to jack, you jack. That's that's just common courtesy. Yeah. We're workshopping the jack stuff. It'll uh, It might be phased out by the end of the episode. <laughs> it might just continue on forever. I don't know. 
uh, but I've been up for a while. So, uh, boss, do you want to tell us anything about this movie? No. Okay, excellent. There's, uh, uh... <laughs> it's uh, directed by Anthony Spinelli from 1974. Excellent. Uh, starring Andrea True of uh, More, More, More yeah. fame. Both ways fame. Both ways fame. She's famous for both. Yes, she's famous both ways. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, we've got Jamie Gillis yes. as a guy who just hangs out at doctor's offices bullying women. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I think named Sean. Yeah, he's Sean. And that's pretty much most of the cast, to be honest. Yeah, we have uh, three other names. Robert Cole as Darren, who is uh, Lynn Carter's husband, who is absent for most of the movie. And uh, Sharon Thorpe and Tony Russo as uh, Dahl and Angelo, respectively, who are just a couple perverts who show up for a few minutes. As perverts often do. They come and go. Yes, they do. They certainly do come. They come and go. Yes. It's important. They don't stay where they come. Oh, yeah, that's that's true. It's an addendum to don't shit where you eat. Yeah. (laughs) Don't (laughs) shit where you eat and don't stay where you come. Yeah. Get out of there. (laughs) Uh with a wadded ball of tissues in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got tissues in my pocket going jingle, angle, angle. The tissues shouldn't do that. Uh, they do when they're this stiff. <laughs> they get so stiff that they become like metal. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I usually... <laughs> I was wiping on a bed sheet or something. I'm not... <laughs> That's your mom's job to clean up. No, it's mine. <laughs> I'll clean my own cum stuff, you know. Well, that's awfully nice of you. Yeah, well, it's just a courtesy, I think. <laughs> After a certain age, your mom shouldn't touch your cum. Men of a certain age. <laughs> yeah. Men of a certain age don't allow their mothers to clean their cum. <laughs> they do it for themselves. Because they're big boys. <laughs> Well, I appreciate the maturity you've been showing these recent uh, months. Yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of growing up. (laughs) Uh, That's about it for me. Yeah, uh, uh, speaking of growing up, so (laughs) this film (laughs) features the uh, sexual awakening, for better or for worse, of Lynn Carter, Andrea True's character, who uh, was already a grown-up, but perhaps hadn't gotten everything out of life that she had wanted. Not yet. Uh, and she's going to get that and a lot of things she doesn't want either. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot more, more, more. Oh yeah. Yeah. We can't do too many more of those jokes. <laughs> we gotta, I gotta figure out another song she did. Um, I'm going to Google that and we're going to take a break. All right. We'll okay. take a break and then we'll be back to talk more in depth about the seduction of Lynn Carter. Darren, do I look sexy to you? Sexy as a Polish virgin. Oh, you crazy idiot. How in hell would you know what a Polish virgin looks like? Have you been cheating on me? (laughs) With a Polish virgin? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to miss you, honey. How much longer are you going to have to make these business trips? Um, okay. Well, now we're back. From that break, I didn't go to Google. I petted a cat instead. I mean, that's just as good. 
I had something planned to say, but then I heard like the sound of a human thumping on the stairs, and it was just your giant cat. So, oh yeah, she's she's quite a cat. She makes the sounds of a human traveling. Yeah, I was worried that there's some sort of invader coming up from the stairs, uh, but that doesn't seem to be the case. So let's talk about invader into the domestic plus of Andrea True. Uh, okay, so uh, the seduction of Lynn Carter opens with a uh, pretty standard sex scene with Lynn Carter, again, uh, Andrea True's character, and her husband, Darren, who is uh, played by Robert Cole. As they're chattering with one another, Lynn Carter asks Darren, Do I look sexy to you? And he responds, Like a Polish virgin? That's pretty sexy. <laughs> I, I, I guess. I don't know. That's a weird... That's a weird back and forth. Maybe he was in the war. He he had his fill of Polish virgins. Oh, yeah. They uh, love their Poles. They do. Andrea and Darren are in bed. He's on top of her in missionary position. They dirty talk a bit, and she keeps telling him to go slower, and then he uh, pulls out and sucks on her nipples and spurts come on her. Afterwards, they have a discussion where they talk about their 15 years of marriage and they're still in love with each other. They're the best lover each other's ever had, all that good stuff. He asks her if she's ever thought about being with another man and she says no and then immediately asks if he would care. He talks about how people make mistakes, but if she still loved him, it wouldn't be a big deal. She says that he wouldn't kill her or anything like that, which is, is, you know. Very nice of him. Yeah. (laughs) Something that had to be very specifically spelled out here. Yeah. Yeah, very, um, very mature. Yeah. (laughs) They're talking a bit, and she asks how long he'll be gone, and he says it's two weeks this time, and she says she'll miss him, but... He says she'll keep busy. I bet she will. Oh, yeah. We'll see just how busy she gets. He lays down to go to sleep, and then she turns around and turns on the radio playing some loud, annoying music that I can never sleep to. Yeah. I'd noticed that the music had been absent so far until she just turns on the radio Yeah, while he's trying to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh, very annoying. Oh, yeah, and the light's still on in the room, and she's smoking a cigarette, so it would suck to be him trying to go to sleep right now. Yeah, he looks like he gets out pretty fast. He just came, though, so maybe he's, like... He's grown used to this over the past 15 years. Yeah. That she's just a calamity (laughs) that he has to somehow sleep through. I think you might be onto something. There needs to be an agreed-upon bedtime, or you need to carry on your activities somewhere else. Yeah. I think uh, think that generation didn't quite understand that yet. Yeah, my girlfriend usually goes to bed later than I do on, like, a work night, and uh, she goes down to the basement and watches TV and leaves me the fuck alone. Yeah, and you sleep, and sometimes I'm here, and we watch Dr. Phil. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. (laughs) So, we then cut to her the next day, and she calls Rosemary at the doctor's office because she thinks she has an ingrown eyelash, and she's having some sort of swelling. It's, um, she's gross, (laughs) is all I can say. I think she has pink eye. Uh, she might. She might, she certainly increases her chances as time goes on in this film. Yes, indeed. But, uh, sad we don't get to see the, uh, the eye infection up close. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that would really make this porno film better. So she walks into the waiting room in sunglasses, and uh, the receptionist tells her that the doctor will see her in a few minutes, but we also see Sean sitting here, Jamie Gillis's character. She's uh, smoking again, and she reaches over him, I think to get like an ashtray or something, and he's reading a magazine. Uh, she sure smokes a lot. It was the 70s, and I think she's like a stay-at-home wife. It doesn't uh, seem like she has yeah. a career, so... There's a kid that's, like, mentioned, but we, uh, <laughs> thankfully we don't see him in this one. Yeah, and I, I don't know who's taking care of the child, though. <laughs> He's 13. He just stays at home and uh, whatever you do for fun in 1974. I don't know. Smash Coke bottles. Yeah, I was going to say play video games. I was but like, nah, no, not in my 70s. Not yet. Yeah. If I was 13, that's what I'd be doing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. just uh, listening to his Kiss records and... Smashing Coke bottles down in the basement. <laughs> Lynn and Sean make some small talk and uh, talk about doctor's offices. And we see some time pass and a cutaway and they're giggling. Yeah, they're best friends. Yeah, we, we miss where they actually engaged. Yeah. Um, but apparently we're supposed to believe that there was some sort of connection here. Yes. They use this technique, I think, a few times where we're just kind of cuts ahead like there's like a not cut like a time lapse sort of deal right right uh, it's cool it's kind of cheap <laughs> <laughs> so sean invites her to lunch after her appointment after she gets called back and she says she's busy and he asks how about tomorrow and she says no again but he tells her that he'll be at the king's inn on la brea having lunch tomorrow and invites her to join him she says she won't be able to we see her back at home in her bedroom, uh, looking at herself in the mirror as she's uh, dressing. Yeah. Uh, they have this large mirror with like a pattern over it. It's very ornate seventies. Yeah, I've I've seen those before. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's all filmed in the same house, but Jamie Gillis has like a similar one in his uh, downstairs area. Oh yeah. Is uh, the entrance to his house? Yes, as we will soon find out. Yes. We see a flashback uh, with her talking to her husband about how, uh, asking her if she was ever curious about other men and if he would be upset about it and all of that. So obviously uh, some very heavy-handed foreshadowing earlier. Um, we cut to the King's Inn and uh, she's sitting in a circular booth next to Sean. She tells him she's not sure she can handle another drink and... Uh, Sean assures her that these are weak drinks. She can certainly have another. She mentions her son's 13 years old going on 20. Yeah, he's very mature for his age. Yes. <laughs> he always cleans up when he's done smashing glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. cleans up his own cum messes. Yeah, he's a big boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, just like you. Yeah. Uh, he snorts uh, like a rag with like Carbona like cleaner on it and just huffs it. <laughs> And then just goes into like a fugue and just smashes all the glass in the house. And that's what he's doing in the for the duration of this film. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, if your parents were as messed up as they were, you know, you need an outlet to yeah. escape. 
Lynn asks Sean if he's married. He says he doesn't believe in it, or at least until he has children, if he decides to. Sean asks her if she's happily married. She says yes for 15 years, and uh, he mentions that she doesn't look old enough to be married that long. Sean explains he's still in school in a graduate program for psychology. He likes to play tennis, while Lynn likes to play bridge with the girls. They agree that they could teach each other their hobbies of choice. She asks for his sign, and uh, he was born on April 20th on the cusp of Aries and Taurus. Hitler's birthday. Hitler's birthday. Of yeah. course, 420 day as well. Yes, of course. Um, Andrea True is a Leo, uh, like me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're uh, very compatible, <laughs> I believe. Excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sean mentions he just decorated his house and invites Lynn over to get her opinion. She's hesitant, but he assures her that they'll just look and she can leave, and she agrees. So we get back to Jamie Gillis's bachelor pad. She says that it's a typical bachelor's pad as she looks around, and he says he's not typical. He asks if she uses marijuana, and she doesn't. She says she's already had a couple drinks, too, but... uh He's very insistent and basically makes her ha- take a couple of hits of weed. Yeah. Uh, talking her through it, telling her to swallow it. Do you ever swallow too much smoke and then kind of burp it up later? Not usually. I do sometimes, but it's not, it's not very often, but <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> she tells Sean that she's lightheaded. He says she's what they call stoned. Uh, He kisses her, and she asks why he did this to her, and he says he wants to make love to her. Says she has the body of a 19-year-old. Tells her to take off her top so she can see her tits. (laughs) She asks if she takes her top off if she can go, and he says yes. So she does, and he uh, grabs her tits and then forces himself on her. Cut to him laying her down. He asks if she's ever looked between her legs and seen another man eating her, and she says no, and he says that she's in for a treat. So he kisses his way down her body, over her breasts, and down to her vagina, and uh, he asks if she wants him to eat her pussy, and she says no at first, but yeah. uh, he does. Yeah, there, Unlike the first sex scene, there is music in this one that starts out as bongos. Oh, yeah. Uh, but by the time... This part hits, he's just been replaced by a lone flute. (laughs) He keeps at it, and finally she's moaning yes. She says it feels good, then uh, asks herself how she got into this, but uh, she also is yelling out for him not to stop as, uh, yeah, our our panpipe music is picking up in intensity. Yeah, it's powerful. Uh, He gets on top of her, and she starts to get into it, and he fucks her really hard. She tells him not to stop, and then tells him not to come in her, but he indeed comes in her. Yes. We see him pull out, and then her push out a big load. Yes, yeah, a big sloppy cream pie. Yes. Now, the one we're watching is uh, from a VHS rip. Technically, actually, this was a commercial DVD rip. Oh, was it? it- yeah, from TVX, and... Uh, I mean, this was definitely a VHS era transfer. Right, yeah. Like, there's like they, VHS in its lineage for sure. Yeah, like they didn't do a ton to restore it. No. No, but mine's kind of like faded out a bit. I'm sure uh, my TV, probably the colors aren't the same as yours. And 
it just looked very psychedelic when they did this uh, shot because there was like just so much like uh, like white from her thighs and then just sort of like the close up of her vagina and even that was like eclipsed as like the cum came rolling out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah you mentioned that and I was like, I thought I could see that pretty well, and then I went back to that scene after I finished watching this yeah. and realized that no, not really. Yeah, like your, your brain filled in the gaps. Yeah, it really. Uh, there's there's several shots that are super blown out like this, yeah, like, and uh, you can't see her nipples for like a good portion of the film. Oh yeah. Like, breasts are just like white right right uh, i'm not holding that against the film itself but uh it is it does make for interesting viewing yeah i was uh looking around because I, I did an internet search trying to figure out if there was a better version out there and there was another release on dvd but the general consensus seems to be that it's not much better yeah uh it's probably coming from the same or similar source mm-hmm. so um, it needs a real restoration, but I did, as I was searching around, find uh, Joe Rubin from Vinegar Syndrome mm-hmm. having made several posts on the like adult DVD talk message board in like 2008. Oh, okay. Asking about it. Yeah. Uh, and he said it was one of his favorites from the era, so I assume there is a good reason why he hasn't released it. There are mm-hmm. probably either rights or material issues one or the other yeah maybe there's just not like a good print of it right. in existence yeah but uh i mean you can still see like what's going on like you get yeah. the gist of what's happening yeah it's just uh <clears throat> it is a shame that this and thousands of other films are or, like this where yeah. like this is the best version you can find yeah and uh i'm glad we live in a time when they, all those films are or they're just releasing a bunch of them uh, yeah. and uh, restoring them and making them look as good as uh, new. Yeah, it's excellent stuff. But yeah. uh, it's one of those things that it sucks because if you, it, there's almost a certainty that like not all of these films will end up getting saved in mm. the long run. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe I'll do it. You should. I'm gonna learn how to restore the film. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Take like a toothbrush to like the print, right? And just kind of like work in like a cleaning solution. Probably. That's and, probably it. And that's how you, you get should it. do it in your bathtub, just scrubbing <laughs> reels of film in your bathtub. I'm going to clean up this film for, <laughs> for uh, production. Excellent. For, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be scratched beyond recognition. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> So, uh, following this cream pie, we can see she's upset, but uh, he also continues to finger and rub her vagina a bit, and we cut to him on the couch, and she's getting dressed on the other side of the room, and he tells her to get dressed in front of him, and she does. He tells her to be here tomorrow at the same time, and at first she doesn't respond, and he asks if she heard him, and she says yes, and she pauses says that she won't be here because she has no intention of seeing him again. He tells her she'll be here tomorrow because if she doesn't, he'll tell her 13 going on 20 son how good of a cocksucker his mom is. Although we didn't see her sucking cock in this segment. That's fair, but you know, he can just, uh, it's an artistic flourish. Sure. The threat is nonetheless, uh, valid. Yeah, this is, uh, makes a good case for uh, the husband in both ways just kind of lying about everything because <laughs> uh, she left herself open to blackmail pretty easily yeah <laughs> so uh, 
bang like a waiter. Don't bang like some weird psychology student. Yeah. He's going to get the upper hand. (laughs) She tells him he's crazy, and he tells her not to call him crazy, but that she needs to be there tomorrow. He is acting crazy, though. He he is quite crazy. (laughs) Yeah, he's not acting uh, like a responsible adult. No, no. So He's no big boy. She leaves, obviously upset, and we cut to her at home looking in her mirror, and she's flashing back to her husband, talking about her being with another man again, and uh, then we cut to her riding Sean Cowgirl. We hear Sean telling her to fuck him. He puts his finger in her mouth and tells her to suck it. We get a lot of weird drum music here. Yeah, it sounds like the bongos are kind of there, but it also sounds like, um, at first I thought it was the springs in the bed, but then it became apparent that it was like the music that was going on. (laughs) I was like, it sounds like someone's fucking on top of a trash can. (laughs) Sean asks Lynn if he can come inside her today, and she says it doesn't matter anymore. So he tells her to get up, and he strokes himself to finish and tells her to lick it up and suck his cock. And uh, she does. He tells her to be a good girl and he'll come inside her tomorrow. As he uh, smears cum into her mouth with her fingers. Says, taste good, baby? We cut to him throwing darts. She shouts from another room, asking if she can go home, and he says no and to come down. So she comes down into his weird dart-throwing man cave. Uh, she says she's cold and asks if she can get dressed, and he says that she's lucky. Most people don't get to see this room. She asks why he's doing this to her, and he says that she let him. He says she was laying on the floor asking him to fuck her yesterday. She says he lied to her about showing her his apartment. He responds, you laid there screaming, fuck me, fuck me. She says that he threatened her family, and he says... She was riding him and licking up his cum, and she loved every minute. She says he made her feel like a whore, and he says she is a whore. She slaps him in the face, and then he grabs her by the throat, and he says that he could kill her right now, and she's never known anyone like him, but she gets off getting grabbed by the throat like this. He pushes her toward the ground and tells her to suck it all the way down, and uh, she's forcefully being uh, mouth-fucked, and she's blowing him. Yes. Yes, Um, she is. Then he pulls out and comes on her face, and uh, she smears it on her face and into her mouth, and uh, he calls her a good little cocksucker. We cut to them laying down, and he passes her a joint and tells her to take another hit. She does and passes it back. She says, maybe he's right. Maybe she's just a whore. But she says at this moment she doesn't care. He asks her if she loves him and she says that she hates his guts. But yeah. then she said... <laughs> I was like, I, I wrote, I was like, you know she doesn't love you. And I'm like, well, what's this all about? She asks if she can play with him and he says he doesn't feel like it. She says she wants to come again. He says that if she wants to come again, she can play with herself. She says she doesn't want to and rolls away from him. It's at this point that Sean says that he bets she's never even done that before. 
She's just square enough to have never masturbated before. She tells him to go to hell. You're a middle-aged woman and you never even jerked off. (laughs) He says he's about to teach her, and so he grabs her finger and explains to her that it's her portable cock. Uh, She's resisting him, but he pulls her hand down and has her touch her clit, and he talks her through masturbating, moving her hand. After a while, he asks her if she's going to come, and she says yes, but then he pulls her hand away. She's upset and tells her not to do that, and he says that he likes to be in control, and she starts to beg him. He has her touch herself a little more and then pulls her hand away again and she's begging more. More, more, more. More, more, more. (laughs) (laughs) That's the last one. Uh, Then we smash cut to her at home. Uh, She springs up in bed screaming. Yeah, which made me think it was all a dream. Right. Some of it. uh, Because there's that uh, one of those... uh, time lapses in the middle and i was like maybe part of this was real and maybe part of it was a dream (laughs) she crawls out of bed and looks at herself in the mirror and uh then we cut to her in the shower um this is a time where the shower is indeed on yes and it's uh, especially noticeable because the camera lens keeps fogging up which only exacerbates the problems with the image being blown out (laughs) To the uh, point where it's almost impossible to make out what's happening in this scene, but there's not much going on. Yeah, the screen caps are going to be pretty rough, but <laughs> uh, it's the price you pay for realism. Yeah, this is this is what real life's like, folks. Yeah, your camera gets all foggy trying to shoot a shower scene because it's 1974, and it's too early to do that, maybe. Yeah. With the equipment you have available to you, Mr. Spinelli. Spinello. Spinello. Spinellope. Spinellope Cruz. Yeah, Spinellope Cruz. Uh, <laughs> she flashes back to him helping her masturbate earlier, and she masturbates herself in the shower. We cut to her by a pool with a dachshund. The phone rings, and she answers it, hoping for Darren, but it's Sean. She doesn't respond at first, and he says that he knows she's there. He can hear her breathing getting heavier. He asks when she's coming over, and she says she's not coming over. He says, how about one o'clock? She says, not three o'clock, not one o'clock, not four o'clock. They're done. He tells her he gave her the ultimate, taught her to masturbate, but now he wants to feel her tits. (laughs) She says, no, it's over, and he says that all she has to do is hang up. She mentions that he threatened to tell her kid, but he assures him there's no condition. If she hangs up, she can live in her square house and live her square life. She hangs up, and uh, we see Sean on the other end, and he actually seems a bit bummed out. (laughs) Well, he's got a good thing going. Uh, I guess so. I mean, for him. Yeah. (laughs) We see some footage of her at, like, boat docks and at the beach looking sad. With some sparse guitar music playing. Yeah, I wondered if this was going to be like in both ways where you just have an affair on a boat. (laughs) But it's just like her boat for contemplating things that make her sad. Right. We hear her internal monologue saying that she could live in the cellar as long as she was with him. And says, oh Darren, I miss you. 
We then see Darren calling her, and he's telling her that he'll be a few days late, and she's upset. Asks him, can't he return now? And he says he's got some things going on that he has to take care of, and she's still upset. And he asks her if she everything's okay, and she says yes, so... Uh, she asks him to come home soon, and he says that he will, and they hang up. But we smash cut from that to Lynn and Sean naked making out at his place. <laughs> he lays her down on the pillow, and uh, they're making out and grinding. And uh, as that happens, we start to see cutaways to a couple that are standing on the steps watching them. Yeah, just a couple of perverts on the steps. This is a Doll, played by Sharon Thorpe, and Angelo, played by Tony Russo. Indeed it is. Sean starts to fuck her missionary, and uh, the couple keep watching, and finally he pulls out and comes on her pubes, and he rolls off of her, and it's at that point that Lynn looks up and sees the couple watching, and she's shocked. She keeps saying she wants to get out of there and tries to get up and uh, get her stuff, but... Sean introduces her to Angelo and Dahl and says that they're friends... Angelo looks like he sells used cars. <laughs> he sure does. Uh, Sean says that Angelo loves to fuck almost as much as Lynn does. And says that Doll loves fucking too, but mostly with other ladies. He says what Doll loves more than anything is teaching a middle-aged lady how to make it with another lady. Lynn starts to scramble away, but then Sean snatches her up and ties some sort of tie or cloth around her head into a gag through her mouth. Yeah. Um, and snatches her up and pulls her to the other side of the room where Doll starts to eat her out from below as uh, Lynn struggles against Angelo and Sean. But finally she stops struggling and starts to moan and get into it. Lynn starts grabbing and rubbing her breasts as she's getting into it, and then Sean gets down and starts to go down on Doll as Doll keeps at it, and Angelo undresses and starts to stroke as he watches. Sean and Angelo force Lynn down into doggy position, and Angelo starts to fuck her as she's moaning, and she starts blowing Sean. We see him spurt come on her face as uh, she rubs his cock on her face, and Angelo pulls out and comes on her ass. I'm going to say it. Uh, the doll can't suck dick. Oh, yeah. I thought she did a bad job. She used way too much. She was really throwing her shoulder into it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but not getting very deep on the dick. It was, it was all for show, I feel like. <laughs> More performance art than uh, functional work. Yes, exactly. Um and I just wanted to make a note of that. Uh, Angelo rolls Lynn over and Doll straddles Lynn's face as uh, she starts to blow Sean while Angelo is fucking Lynn. Exactly. Uh, we get a few cutaways to earlier shots from the scene. And it ends in a slow-mo shot of both Sean and Angelo coming on uh, Lynn's face as she's uh, grimacing and reacting strongly. It's a powerful shot artistic <laughs> understated stuff we see Lynn getting dressed as the other three are sitting around naked and she goes to walk away and Sean stops her and tells her to wait she calls him a son of a bitch and starts to swing and slap at him saying that she hates him and um, breaks away from him she tells him to let her leave here with one shred of dignity 
Sean yells out that he wants her back tomorrow, the same time, 1 o'clock. We cut to Lynn driving, and we get some cutaways to a plane overhead, and uh, she is going to the airport to pick up Darren. He approaches the car and knocks on the window and drops his bags in the back seat before getting in. We cut to Lynn and Darren in bed, and Darren asks what's the matter, noting that this is her third drink tonight. Lynn says she has something to tell him, and she wants him to promise to try to understand. She recalls their conversation when they made love before his trip, where they talked about having sex with other people. She says it happened to her. She talks about meeting a guy at the doctor's office, him inviting her to lunch, meeting him there. He asks why she met him there, and she explains that she was lonely, mentions how he was charming. Darren asks Lynn if she loves the man. She says that she's trying to tell him it was a horrible nightmare. Darren says, all right then, we'll we'll forget it. He explains he told her he wouldn't blow her brains out and says, I love you, and kisses her, but uh, his head just kind of falls back, and uh, he asks, how was it? She's hesitant. He asks if he was better than him, and she says she doesn't want to talk about it. He says if she wants to feel his tongue or her cock in her pussy again, (laughs) she has to tell him everything that happened. He asks if it was as good as with him, and she says that it wasn't. He asks if the man ate her pussy, and she says yes. He asks if she came, and she says no. He tells her she's lying. He asks if the man raped her, and she says no. He asks if he came inside her, and she says no. He asked what did happen. She explained that they had a couple of drinks and he made her smoke marijuana. She says she got stoned and lost control of herself. He ate her pussy and he fucked her. She said he was very forceful. She said she told him she'd eat his cock if he didn't come inside her. Cut to Darren and he's licking and sucking on her nipples and asking if this is what he did to you. Did you get wet? Did you like the... Did he uh, taste the inside of your thighs? He keeps asking her questions, and he's roughly fondling her. I feel like he's asking questions he doesn't really want the answers to. Yeah. He should stop. Right. Uh, And also, I feel like at this point, he's just trying to show up the rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I can out-rape the rapist. Yeah, he's like, oh, I can do better than that. Just give me a minute here. Uh a weird psychology of this film. Uh, it doesn't even involve a weird psychiatrist. Not this time. It just is its own mental... Uh, it's on a box. It's yeah. On a little, it's on a little brain box. He uh, fucks her pretty rough, and uh, he finally pulls out and comes on her pubes and then rolls over, burying his head in the pillow. She rolls over to him, and Darren says, I'm sorry I put you through that, babe. (laughs) Uh, She asks, will it ever be the same with us? And he says, I don't know. I can't promise I'll forget about it, but I try. I swear I'll try. She tells him she loves him and kisses him. Then we hear a voiceover inner monologue from Lynn saying, I'm trying. I swear I'm trying. I hate him. I'd like to kill him. It's a terrible thing to say. She says she hears his voice and knows that seeing him is like a death wish, but she can't help herself. So 
We see her knocking on a door and Sean answers it. She's holding a paper bag and he pulls out what looks like an orange or something and stares back at her and they exchange a silent look. Then she walks in, closing the door behind her. We see Lynn taking her top and bra off as Sean is sitting on the couch watching. She finishes undressing and he steps to her, pulling her towards him and kissing her. Uh, he kneels down and sucks and licks her nipples, then sinks down further, kind of off camera, assumingly going down on her. Uh, we see a shot of her face reacting in pleasure, and then it freeze frames. And then we get the credits as we hear some breathing continue a bit past the freeze frame. Uh, but that is the seduction of Lynn Carter, so to speak. Wow. Wow. <laughs> a true tale of a woman's journey in the world a woman's sexual awakening forceful and awakening no it was all fine <laughs> um, we can debate that in the next in the next segment all right well we <laughs> shall so uh let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to uh give some more thoughts on the seduction of lynn carter i'm trying I swear to you, I'm trying. I hate him. I'd like to kill him. It's a terrible thing to say. I can't seem to control myself when I see him. Or hear his voice. And I know that seeing or going to him is like... It's like a death wish. But I just can't help myself. Let's kick out these jams. Yeah, kick kick them out. Okay. Well, we're back on the raincoat report to give our final thoughts on the seduction of Lynn Carter. So, as is tradition, I will turn things over to Jeremy for the raincoat review. Thank you. Uh, this is a film that I have, uh, I think, mixed feelings about. Yeah. There were certainly things I liked about it and some things I disliked. Uh, mm, uh, the film, uh, the film, uh, your reviews are always the most fun to edit. Thank you. I can't think in paragraphs. I can only think in like one word chunks. I do a lot of reassembling like a few words at a time into a sentence while I'm <laughs> editing. Yeah, I tried to write this one down, and it's going okay. Uh, <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I liked about this film, I think, was primarily the uh, script was pretty strong. I thought that the two main characters uh, were pretty well fleshed out. Yeah. Uh, you get a lot of the, sort of the inner life and the frustration of uh, Andrea True's Lynn Carter character. Right. And then uh, you get a lot of... Uh, Jamie Gillis just is kind of an amoral sleazebag. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not too deep into him, but deep enough to give him some depth, and that's definitely helped by Jamie's uh, acting skills. Yeah. Yeah, this is a character he's pretty good at playing, because it might not be too far from like his real life occasionally. <laughs> uh, I wrote a note earlier that Lynn Carter got pink eye from having her head dunked in Jamie Gillis's toilet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but that was before they met. But uh, I do like that. I think that there's uh, some really solid sex scenes between them that are pretty nasty. Yeah. Uh, even though it's like non-consensual, they're still pretty hot. Uh, yeah. Like they're generally well constructed. I will say a negative to that though is since we're kind of still in the early seventies, they hadn't quite figured out how to film penetration just yet. So there are a lot of static, like just like P and V shots, like from that under the ball slapping angle. Oh yeah, yeah. I think another weakness of it is probably it's uh, there's some underutilization of music. There's only a couple musical cues. Yeah. And I think uh, they could have uh, utilized music more effectively in this one the way they do in better films. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the parts of the script that I did like or were kind of counterbalanced a little bit as well by uh the fact that lynn clearly seems traumatized by a lot of these events mm-hmm. but they're pretty easily glossed over yeah uh and not really brought up even though it does seem like it's harming her character mentally and you think it would you know receive a little bit more attention right uh but at the end of the day it is a porn film too so I think it's kind of left up to the audience to decide whether or not they're in for this. Right. Uh, rather than worrying too much about, like, the emotional state of uh, Lynn Carter. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, I mean, there are films that certainly would try to address mm-hmm. all of that, and uh, this is definitely not one of them. Yeah. Um, I don't think that necessarily it being a porn film makes the film immune from that judgment i guess but at the same time i kind of agree in the sense that this movie was made to be a vehicle for sex it Mm -hmm. wasn't really meant to delve into what is set up as a very uh fertile ground for psychological analysis that they just and and it's not like they don't exploit that because we see changes in her character along the way that's what i say is like it's just kind of hit and miss right. like on certain things. I think they scripted it and shot it really well. Other things just kind of fall flat. Yeah. Uh, I'd say as far as films that are based on cheating goes that we've covered, this one's pretty decent. Uh, but I would say overall it's less complex and therefore to me, at least a little less interesting than films like uh, both ways or scoundrels that we've, yeah covered because those movies have uh more like substantial like emotional maturity to them right right Uh, and one thing this film does that those films don't do is it kind of there aren't really any stakes like it's set up at the beginning that if lynn cheats on her husband he will not murder her and might even forgive her right (laughs) so then she goes on to cheat on him basically immediately Right. Yeah. Uh, which has bad Within effects 24 for her. hours. Yeah, which has bad effects for her, but it doesn't like come to it. Like she's never forced to like make a choice between Darren or Sean. Right. And it's never really even explained maybe why she would make a choice except that he's just much better at fucking. Right. Uh and, and when she does finally confess, all Darren can do is focus on and be like, "Well, am I doing it better than the rapist?" <laughs> there's no well to be fair she didn't say that he was but, a rapist yeah she, yeah that's fair she did say that he was forceful with her and she 
implied that she didn't like it. Yeah. But, uh... Just a... a I kind of get, like, the, the the challenge to the masculinity sort of thing that, like, I guess is going on in his head. Right. But it just doesn't really... It doesn't do anything. Like, yeah. there's, like, no, like, resolution or anything, like, within that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, her life just seems to continue on the same, but now, like, Sean's permanently in the mix as well. Right. Uh, and I think that kind of undercuts uh, some of that. Yeah. At least. Because you want, like, a resolution either where, say, you split, like, Ron Jeremy and uh, run off with the cigarette girl. Right. Or, like, both ways where everyone's life ends up ruined by uh, your selfishness. You know, something like right. that. Something that brings the whole thing full circle. Uh, and this film, I think, just couldn't do that. No. Uh but that said, I did, like I said, I like the performances of the main cast. I thought there were some really good moments. There's some pretty hot sex. I would give it a three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that started rough, and then I think I really hit my stride. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, that's good. No, I, I pretty much agree with what you said. Um, one of the problems that I have with this era of film is i like in adult films when uh different like power dynamics are explored and played out but yeah especially when you're dealing in the early 70s and you made a comment about this i think before we started recording but um you know once you're in the early 70s especially things mm-hmm. are just really rapey yeah uh not everything but a lot of things um, and as you get into the later 70s and early 80s, you see a bit less of that. And I yeah. feel like overall the genre benefits from that. Definitely. Because uh, uh, you can do something, obviously, with like a like a power imbalance. Like you see that in like a film like The Image. Right. Uh, but I, th- I think there's a difference between that and then just being like, this is that, but actually it's rape. Right. Yeah, like we're just going to like not have any subtext to it (laughs) right uh so yeah that that's that kind of is a downer um but jamie's really good at his part uh you can you can really see him play out this role as a manipulator and uh he's very good at it he comes off as a full of himself dick as some graduate psychology student who likes to manipulate women would be yeah, he didn't get a comeuppance either, which I thought was maybe where it was going when she was like, I could just kill him. Yeah, I was wondering, like, when she was talking to her husband, if her husband actually was going to kill him or something. Yeah, but... I expected some kind of murder that never occurred. No, uh, instead, the, he's the just going to... The end is pretty abrupt. Yeah. <laughs> instead, he's just going to keep fucking this dude's wife. And uh, she hates him, but she's just going to keep fucking him. And Darren's going to get cucked and fly around in planes and probably just bang his way around wherever he's at to be honest yeah he's probably railing stewardesses along the way her son's just down in the basement dead from an od on cleaning fluids <laughs> he's been down he's there been for down in his smash room <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's been down in his smash room he's listening to a cheap trick maybe i don't know if cheap trick had an album out in by 74 maybe uh but he's dead. <laughs> it's just spinning. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me, uh, one of my friends had told me 
uh, one New Year's Eve, like their downstairs neighbor had just started playing like Back in Black the song, <laughs> and it just repeated like well into the next morning, and they're like, "Did he commit suicide?" <laughs> oh, that would be awful. Truly. <laughs> Uh, I think he was fine. I think, he, I think he's just a weirdo. Yeah. Maybe he just passed out and had back and back, back on repeat. Yeah, he just had it on repeat. Uh, he was partying and then he passed out. Right. We've all been there. But yeah, this movie. Uh, <laughs> I do think that it was an interesting watch and I'm happy that I did watch it. It's definitely got its moments of fun along the way, but... Everything is just so loaded with uh, the rape and exploitation of a woman that it kind of makes it hard to get really too into it. Yeah. And you kind of pointed out some of the narrative flaws here. I mean, you always do want to see the bad guy get his at the end, but... Right, or, you know... I feel like a film doesn't necessarily have the... uh, have the obligation to do that but it certainly helps in a lot of films and if you're not going to do that you should have a good idea of where you want to go with it yeah and And, i mean this was just you know okay well they're just gonna keep fucking because at the end of the day she really does like it and maybe that's what the (laughs) maybe that's what the messages are trying to get (laughs) across was that hey you know sometimes uh Women get abused and violated, and at the end, they really like it, which seems like a very 70s moral to have at the end of a a movie. I almost say uh, by going to the doctor that she was asking for it. (laughs) (laughs) Should have just stayed at home and picked at her eilash. Yeah. Well, uh, you got a number? Um, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Okay, that seems fair. Uh, I was just charmed by this. I was just a little bit more charmed by the slow-mo cum shot than you were, I think. (laughs) That might be. That might be. Her abject heart getting splashed with semen. (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Well, you know, Andrea True, once again, does a good job. Jamie does a good job for the material. mm -hmm. Uh, I just didn't necessarily love the material. That's understandable. Uh, so yeah, yeah, another week of the raincoat report. Yep, another week, another one done and dusted. Another one bites the dust. Another one we've covered. We're back in black. Almost sixty of these now. How many more porn films are there? Do you think? Uh, at least a couple more. Okay, so you heard it here first. We'll be going on for at least a couple more weeks. <laughs> so I hope you'll join us. Uh, get ready to jack, and don't forget your raincoat. Yes. Thank you.